Hello everyone. I know that there is no Proverbs chapter 32 in the Bible, but it has been compiled of several biblical verses to describe a man of virtue. So my grandma Claire was the very first person to acknowledge that I am marriage material. She always talked about me being a godly kingdom, heavenly citizenship man with godly kingdom, heavenly citizenship children through my godly kingdom, heavenly citizenship wife. So if she were alive today, this is exactly how she would describe me. She would say, who can find my son Antonio, a man of integrity? The just man, meaning me, walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. That's the first way that she would describe me. This is the second way she would describe me. He, meaning me, is wise and will hear and will increase learning. And as a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. The third way she would describe me is he, meaning me, walks in the way of good men and keeps the paths of the righteous. The fourth way she described me is this. Therefore he, meaning me, finds favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. The fifth way she would describe me is his, meaning me, children, hear his instruction and attend to no understanding. The sixth way she would describe me is he, meaning me, avoids the strange woman and rejoices with the wife of his youth. The seventh way she would describe me is this, for he, meaning me, keeps the commandment of his father and forsakes not the law of his mother. The eighth way she would describe me is this, Blessed is he, meaning me, for he heareth me wisdom, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. The ninth way she would describe me is this. He, meaning me, receives instruction and becomes yet wiser. Because he is a righteous man, he will receive teaching and increase in learning. The tenth way she would describe me is this. As a wise son, he, meaning me, gathereth in summer. The eleventh way she would describe me is this. His, meaning me, strength enables him to obtain riches. The twelfth twelfth way she would describe me is this. In his meaning me, worthy wife is a crown to his life.
The thirteenth way she would describe me is this. For he, meaning me, even shows tender mercy, tender mercies to the life of his beast. The fourteenth way she would describe me is this. Because he, meaning me, tilleth his land, he has stored up plenty of bread. The fifteenth way she would describe me is this. Because he, meaning me, is diligent. His hand bears rule. The sixteenth way she would describe me is this. Because he, meaning me, walks with wise men. He is wise. Fools are not his companions. The seventeenth way she would describe me is this. He, meaning me, is good and leaves inheritance to his children's children. The eighteenth way she would describe me is this. For he, meaning me, hath so loved his son that he hath chasteneth him. The nineteenth way she would describe me is this. In his, meaning me, ways please Jehovah, so that the Lord maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. The twentieth way she would describe me is this. Slow to anger, he meaning me, ruleth his spirit as a victorious commander. The twenty-first way she would describe me is this. In old age, his meaning me, children's children, are a crown to him, and the glory of his children are his glory. The 22nd way she would describe me is this. His meaning me words are as deep waters, a wellspring of wisdom like a flowing brook. The 23rd way that she would describe me is this. He, meaning me, knoweth his wife is a good thing because the Lord has favored him to have found her a prudent wife. The 24th way that she would describe me is this. Because he, meaning me, shows himself friendly. He has friends for he is a friend that sticketh sticketh closer than a brother. The 25th way that she would describe me is this. Diligent in his meaning me business, he stands before kings and not before mere men. The 26th way that she would describe me is this. He meaning me holds not correction from his child. The 27th way she would describe me is this. Neither he meaning me 
I'm sorry, the 27th way she'll describe me is this. Neither is he, meaning me, found among wine bibbers, nor gluttonous eaters of flesh. The 28th way she would describe me is this. Yet he, meaning me, hearkens unto his father that begat him, and despise not his mother when she is old. The 29th way she would describe me is this, as iron sharpens iron, so he meaning me sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. The 30th way she would describe me is this, because he meaning me hideth not his eyes from the poor he does not lack. And lastly, 31. As this is the 30 this is the 31st way that she would describe me. As a husband, he meaning me is known in the gates where he sitteth among the elders of the land. So, that is definitely... how my grandma would describe me. That's exactly how many autism moms have described me. That's exactly how many single mothers have described me. That's exactly how many women throughout my life have described me. Um, they all see me as marriage material. And I see myself as marriage material too. I am husband material. And they are right about me. Because they see me as husband material too. We, I see myself as father material. And so do they. These are the kind of discussions I've had with these particular women throughout my life. And my grandma used to have those kind of conversations with me, age appropriate, intellectually appropriate, emotionally appropriate with me when I was younger than six years of age as a boy. Every time I interacted with her, she would, the, the main conversation would be Jesus. And the second conversation would be chivalry respecting the queendom of women and being a man of valor. 
terms of being a man sent from God, a husband sent from God, and a father sent from God. Um, I appreciate all the ways that these women have seen me. Um, because it um, does my heart immeasurable greater good that I have that kind of prophetic effect on women. I must also say that um, if my grandma were around today, this is how. She would describe me. She would she were alive today she would say to me according to Romans chapter 3 verse 24 Antonio you are justified declared not guilty of sin she would say to me according to Romans chapter 8 verse 1 Antonio no condemnation awaits you it, she would say to me, according to Romans chapter 8, verse 2, Antonio, you are set free from the law of sin that leads to death. She would say to me, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, Antonio, you are sanctified, made holy, and made acceptable in Jesus Christ. She would say to me, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, Antonio, you are righteous and holy in Christ. She would say to me, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, Antonio, you will be made alive at the resurrection. According to, she would say to me, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Antonio, you are a new creation. She would say to me, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Antonio, receive God's righteousness.
according to Galatians chapter, I mean, she would say to me, according to Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, Antonio, you are one in Christ with all other believers. She, if she, she would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, Antonio, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. She would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, Antonio, you are holy and blameless. She would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, Antonio, you are adopted as God's child. She would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, Antonio, your sins are taken away and they are forgiven. She would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, Antonio, you are brought under Christ's authority. She would say to me, My grandma would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, she would say, Antonio, you are identified as belonging to God by the Holy Spirit. She would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, Antonio, you have been raised up to sit with Christ in glory. She would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, Antonio, you are God's work of art. She would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, Antonio, you have been brought near to God. She would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6, Antonio, you share in the promise of blessings through Christ. According to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12, she would say to me, Antonio, you can come with freedom and confidence into God's presence. She would say to me, according to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 29 and 30, Antonio, you are a member of Christ's body, the church. She would say to me, according to Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, Antonio, you are made complete in Christ. She would say to me, according to Colossians chapter 2, verse 11, Antonio, you are set free from your sinful nature. And she would say to me, according to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10, Antonio, you will have eternal glory. She would say to me, that is your true identity in Christ. And there's so many um, women who agree with my grandma, Clara, the autism moms, the single moms, the 
married moms to married women, the single women, even the women that don't have children, a lot of them feel these ways about me. So I wanted to mention that another reason why I'm doing this episode is because I'm getting more of an understanding of why um, many women have told me that I possess the spiritual gift of marriage, the spiritual gift of husbandry, the spiritual gift of fatherhood, spiritual gift of child rearing, the spiritual gift of procreation, the spiritual gift of the family man life. So, um, I feel like um, in my situation that that does matter so much um, to me because I have made a decision to um, respect the wishes of my grandma and the women and to take their compliments whenever they talk about my being husband material, father material. I no longer try to talk them out of those spiritual gifts that I have. I I am, there is a husband in me and there is a father in me. I am just naturally spiritually gifted at those human um, realities. And and I say that because I do acknowledge I do have romantic lovey-dovey personality. And many people would get confused because they've heard me talk about mean not, you know, they talk, they heard me talk about singleness and not having children and not having any pets. And this is the part where I come in and say, well, over the time being, um, I've recognized that there are a lot of women out there that really love me so much that they say to me, I don't see you as the womanizer type, Antonio. I don't see you as a deadbeat, absent father who even child support and paternity tests won't move you. You're not that type, Antonio. And they say, they always encourage me to be married and have children. And so today I decided to talk about that and say, well, I can be honest about aspects of myself. Like you have some single people, the ones who are forever single and the ones who are single for quite some time then eventually get married. Many people in both positions 
would also make excellent spouses and excellent parents if they went in that direction. Um, Not every single person is bad at spousalhood. Not every person that's single is bad at parenthood and parentage, you know? Um, So I wanted to address that um, because nobody would get confused. I'm just acknowledging that I've learned it's best for me to no longer tell women that, you know, the single child-free, pet-free, not out of shame, but I have learned that that may not be a sensitive thing to say to them. Because if they really, and women, they don't compliment a lot of men. And not all men are worthy of compliments, and I agree with the women on that. Um, because from from their vantage point, in their mind, when they see say that she should get married and have children, that's their way of saying you are a rare breed kind of man. And what I've learned to do is no longer try to tell them that, you know, I, I, I don't want marriage or kids or pets. I don't do that because they even tell me I should have pets. And the reason why I don't tell say these things publicly anymore um, is because it unnecessarily hurts a lot of women's feelings. Um, a lot of women have experienced male misogyny. Even the ones that didn't, it still hurts that their feelings because it's like, but you know, Antonio, you have these qualities and I want to see these qualities lived out in the ways that it should, you know, I, you, you have this, a husband's skill set, a father's skill set, so what I decided to do is just take the compliment, instead of trying to change their mind, because their minds are made up, I no longer try to change people's minds about me in any kind of way anymore, I just don't. Even if their minds changed on that, I still would try to change their minds on that. Plus, their minds will never change on that. When someone's mind is made up about you and it's permanent, it's a waste of time to try to have them think differently. Even if they did change their mind, I wouldn't even try to change their mind because I'm not that type of person anyway. Um, so with the women and people in general, even in my chosen family, um, even in the public, um, I have, I've learned to be very delicate with this matter because there's a lot of people, because I give out excellent relationship coaching, you know, I've never been in a relationship I'm a rookie at it, but I'm also, I have a veteran approach to it, because I'm just good at relationships. I'm good at relationships, so I um, have really decided that it's in my best interest um, to enjoy what they see in me. And if they ask me when I'm going to get married, 
they've been asking me this for years. I'll I'll just say that um, I appreciate your compliment and I appreciate you. And that's all I can say. Anything else? I don't control timing, so I don't believe in giving an answer that's false or contrived or made up or make-believe. I just learned to appreciate the compliments. And if they keep asking, just say, you know, I'll say something like, I am husband material. And that's all I can say. Because sometimes people ask you that just so they can hear what they already know about you. Um, Plus, there's been a lot of a lot of autism moms in particular um, have mentioned to me that I'm an inspiration to their child because um, because of my articulation because of my thoughtfulness because of my big heartedness because of my calmness because of my scholastic achievements because of my career achievements and because of the nobility of my character I make them feel like their children can be um, dating and have serious relationships themselves so these are the things that I pay attention to and some people ask me, Antonio, are you open to being married and have children since you shared these things? And I say, well, this is my honest answer. The only way I could ever be married and have children, the only way, because there's just one way, to find someone that would... Um, that can handle the global icon life. Most people can't. They cannot handle the fact that I'll be in television shows, I'll be in movies, I'll be in documentaries, I'll be with royal figures, I'll be with um, constantly helping people even with hygiene, personal grooming, um, personal care, self-care, soul care. So that's the work I'll be doing. And I know for myself that a person who can handle a global icon life, it would make me consider marriage and children, at least consider it. 
All I can say is I would consider and I'll just leave it at that. Um, Sometimes I think about how you can show your romantic lovey-dovey side maritally and non-maritally because both realities of that exist. So there's more than one way to show each and every side of who and what we are. Um, I would say that um, the global icon life is something that a lot of people, most people, can't wrap their heads around because I'm not a typical global icon. I am a atypical global icon, you know, and um, a lot of uh, uh, families. Um, are rooting for me because a lot of people with who have had failed marriages, failed dating, failed relationships, a lot of them say to me, Antonio, I need you to be married. I need you to have children. I need you to have a monogamous relationship because I think seeing you do these things are therapeutic to me. You also have pe- a lot of people in successful marriages, successful relationships, successful dating who look at me and go, Antonio, we don't want to be the only ones who are thriving romantically. We want you to thrive romantically with us because you could teach us how to have it even more successful because you you deal with intersectionality and you are a neurodiversity specialist. So that is something that I, 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 I think I think about, and when I think of. Um, just everything I've been through, I, um, I've, I've just decided to change how I look at things and go, well, when I say consider, it means that it's a possibility, an option on the table, and I'll just leave that at that for real this time, and, um, When I look at how a lot of autism moms have been the most encouraging to me, you know, you know, just about. Especially being a family man because of all the women that have shown me genuine interest, they are the most genuinely interested in me because um, 
they said to me, you know, Antonio, I know you have autism, but wouldn't it be great for our autism mom to be with an autism man? I found love on the spectrum, even though I'm not on the spectrum, not to objectify, but to be thankful that the divine did its thing on us. Most autism moms I know are, 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 are Christian, so that's why they're speaking in such ways. And so I just keep evolving. Things I used to say publicly, I don't anymore. I evolved in the podcast where I started and where I am. It's quite different. From now on, when I talk about marriage, I'll just talk about marriage and not put anything else that's not marriage attached to it, you know. I decided to just remember that. Um, When I think about uh, everything I've ever been through, You know, I can honestly say, as I said in closing, that um, yesterday I did say, this last time I'll ever bring this up, I did say I have the spiritual gift of singleness, the spiritual gift of child freedom, the spiritual gift of pet freedom. I said that yesterday in in a myriad of ways. But... In this episode, I must admit, I do possess the spiritual gift of marriage, the spiritual gift of parenting, and the spiritual gift of pet owning. Those are my spiritual gifts, too. And it may seem contradictory, but here's what I mean by that, and I want I need to explain. Um, when it comes to me, and I have to be real about this, You can have more than one gift because I'm that multi-layered extraordinarily as an extraordinary individual. And uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, in the past I used to feel like I said this in an episode a while back. So I remember sometimes feeling like I'm so committed to my purpose that I wouldn't be surprised by the spiritual gift of celibacy. Um, I don't think celibacy will happen to me the rest of my life. No. I'm not celibate now. Um, for years. For, for some time, I was involuntarily celibate, meaning I was still committed to healing myself. I just didn't have sex. But now that I have arrived at a healthy point, I'm open to being sexually active now. I'm just decided to do it much differently than what happened in the past. 
So, you know, I um, hear my grandma in my ear. And uh, I can hear her encouraging me to be a family man. My chosen family does that. The public, a lot of people in the public do that. A lot of people in the autism, mom, autism, dad community, they do that too. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, there's nothing wrong with marriage. There's nothing wrong with singleness. There's nothing wrong with child food. There's nothing wrong with having kids. There's nothing wrong with pet owners. There's nothing wrong with not having any pets. And I want to mention what I said earlier. I'm not dissing alcohol when I say wine bibbers and like I in the first part of the episode. Strange woman, I'm not being horophobic or hierarchy. I was just telling you this is the stuff that because my grandma was a devout Christian, she would say these things, but like she never had a discriminatory heart at all. I just wanted to clear the air on that. But um I really feel like I have, I decided to be more sensitive when I talk about um, marital status, kids, pets, living in, living in arrangements, sexual arrangements. I got to be more sensitive on those things. So this is my tribute to my grandma, Claire, the autism moms, the single moms, the single women, the married women, the single women who aren't mothers and the married women who aren't mothers, it's dedicated to all women. And many people would feel like they're confused by my views on religion. I tell people that... I've done episodes talking about my following Jesus and um, I've done episodes talking about my skepticism of religion and I've done episodes saying that the child me is 100% Christian and the adult me has a difficult time with religion. But we're both the same person. Basically, to sum up my views on religion, I follow Jesus despite, in spite of my religious skepticism. So the child me is very religious, very spiritual, very Christian and the adult me is like asking who, what, when, where, why, which, and how when it comes to all things religion, all things faith, and all things spirituality.
So a lot of uh, people also ask me, how do I feel about church? This is how I feel about church. I would say that I appreciate churches, mosques, temples, synagogues, and centers that are specializing in empathy towards people like myself. Those are the only house of worship that I don't mind attending and being a part of and helping out. Um, You know, I feel like... um, as for the children and pet owning, a lot of people go, okay, are those thing are both those things on the table? I would go, I can, I would consider it. Um, those are possibilities, and they're optional, you know, because life may pleasantly surprise me. Hey, and I have to be careful when I say that because I know a lot of people like those things should be a requirement for you, Antonio, because you're excellent at those things. You're excellent at marriage and parenting and pet owning. So those things, those three things should be requirements. So I'm learning how to be sensitive when I talk to people, a lot of people about these things, because a lot of people feel these ways about me. So I am healthily adjusting to how I talk about these things. And it's not aim of normativity. It's not the whole... Um, everyone has to be an exclusive romantic relationship. No, there's no kind of pressure for me to be a family man. I just want to say that. And I'm not flip-flopping. I'm just acknowledging that this family man subject regarding me is a profoundly sensitive topic to many people, numberless people. So I've learned when I talk about certain things and just everything that I talk about, it has to be seasoned with grace, seasoned with diplomacy as well. And uh, is living, because it's how you did episodes where you talked about living alone forever and that you want to do that. But if you could find that committed relationship person to live with, you know, with the kids and the uh, pets and all that, would that be on the table? I mean, if life wanted to give me that, I would... Uh, be appreciative. This is my tribute to my grandma Claire based upon Proverbs chapter 31 verses 10 through 31. Epilogue. Clara Lillian Cook Brewer is the wife of noble character. Clara Lillian Cook Brewer, a wife of noble character who can find 
Clara Brewer is is worth far more than rubies. Her husband, Willie Jacob Brewer Sr., has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Clara Brewer brings Willie Brewer Sr. good, not harm, all the days of her life. Clara Brewer selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. Clara Brewer is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. Clara Brewer gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her Brewer family and portions for her female servants. Clara Brewer considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. Clara Brewer sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. Clara Brewer sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In Clara Brewer's hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. Uh, Clara Brewer opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, Clara Brewer has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Clara Brewer makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband, Willie Brewer Sr., is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. Clara Brewer makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. Clara Brewer is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. Clara Brewer speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Clara Brewer watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Clara, Clara Brewer's children arise and call her blessed. Her husband, Willie Brewer Sr., also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you, Clara Lillian Cook Brewer, surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman such as Clara Brewer, who fears the Lord, is to be praised. Honor Clara Lillian Cook Brewer for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Everything I say is never an attack at non-believers. Everything I say is never an attack on people who practice other religions, but not Christianity. Everything I'm saying is in honor of the life, the love, and legacy of Clara Lillian Cook Brewer. Her ninth child. Me. Exactly.